Okay, so, so let's stop. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Parenting Unknown Podcast. My name is Matt. Thanks again for listening for another week. Hopefully everything is going well with everyone. And as for me, everything's still pretty good. Can't complain. I'm actually recording this on March 15th. Hopefully this episode gets edited and then uploaded on Thursday. So it's a little something out of the norm since I always do a little back catalog of recording and then edit at random and just upload. So I do apologize for some of the future episodes that may be recorded in February, hopefully to be released in February and well, more here. So world is changing. Everything seems to be coming into this sad new light. And what I mean by that is that, well, I don't know if you noticed, but COVID's dead. Well, I mean, it's not actually dead, dead, but going out, you would never think we just spent these past two years huddled, scared, fighting, debating over this some would say make-believe disease or rebranded flu. A lot of people say that I, at this point, I honestly don't care. I, and it, they say I don't care because it's so exhausting hearing both sides, hearing both arguments, trying to get your own viewpoint across, especially against somebody who doesn't feel the same way. I mean, I've had, I know people have arguments who let the vaccine ruin the relationships, be parts of it. I mean, there's more and more layers to all those things, but I mean, it just seems the vaccine, it just seems believing in COVID coming over, are you vaccinated? And it's, I mean, after two years, it's really exhausting. And just like everyone else, you're, you're just tired of hearing about it. Now that things are starting to, I guess, get a little bit lighter in that department, you know, restrictions are coming off away. I mean, I think, I think uh, the UK was one of the first ones to say, you know, they're, well, they weren't the first ones, but like that have business with us that are really in deep in deep with us. They're really the first ones to say, you know, they're getting rid of the mask mandates and all everything like that. I mean, it was kind of strange because they got hit pretty decently from what I can remember. So for them to say that it was only a matter of time before the US, you know, was gonna eventually let it go. Whether they were or not, we don't know. Unless you're of course in Texas or Florida where just nobody gave a fuck whatsoever at all. <laughs> But like in California, things were a little bit more strict, but a little bit more at ease, if that makes makes sense. I mean, there was a state indoor mask mandate this past, what, two months? And just, what, last week, it pretty much got lifted. So, I mean, but if you go out anywhere, we were just at knots today. And if you go out, there's really not even a mask in sight. I mean, there were still people wearing them here and there, but it kind of felt normal. I kind of felt like before where you would go out and once in a while you maybe see somebody in a mask. And I mean, people have always been wearing, wearing masks. Either they're sick, they don't want to get other people sick, or, you know, they have maybe like a weakened immune system with, I don't know, they would be out in that circumstance. But, you know, there were still, still people just wore masks. But now it just seems like it's getting back to then. And you really couldn't tell these two years that we just spent through unless you see some of the signs. Some of the signs that say, you know, Mask are encouraged here and there. Little picture of somebody wearing a mask. That's really the only remnants of the pa- these past two years. It feels even when you go to some of the stores too. There's sign on the front door, and then that's really about it. 
I mean, you do see it with the older people, which I mean, rightfully so. I mean, nobody, nobody that age wants to take that risk. So, I mean, they're still wearing it. Not a problem, but like people our age, people younger, kids, no one's, no, it's over with. No one's really doing it. Now to say if, let's say numbers get worse again and things start coming back up, are the mandates going to come back or anything like that? I have no idea. You could speculate, you could say this, you that, but I, I really can't say. Have we gotten too far out to say that we're just not going to comply with whatever the the local officials or the state officials or even the federals are going to say what we have to do? I doubt it now. Especially when it comes to, well, over here in the Orange County area, it's been more of the, a little bit less less restrictive. Now, if you're in LA with friends that I've known and they try to go out, it's a little bit more restrictive when it comes to asking for your, your vaccine passport. Some re- well, a lot of restaurants, they was mandated that they had to. Uh, schools, we're going to start mandating the vaccine. The masters are going on. So it was still making a lot of people mad. And I mean, it's going off. I mean, it's going away now. So I don't know the full rhetoric of what people are saying there. I mean, I do have friends, but we really don't talk about that. It's like I said, it's exhausting. It's you, you want to do something new. We gave our, we gave this fear a little bit too much energy than we should have. I mean, scary. Yes. Stood in our homes, did what we had to do, took the precautions, you know, people like me got the vaccine. You know, we did what we wanted to do, feel better, mental ease, clarity. I mentioned before that I wanted to get it because, well, there was no way that I was going to get a chance of getting it without being vaccinated. You know, something happening while my wife had it and, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't leave them alone. You know what I'm saying? That was one of my main reasons. And of course, you hear everybody at the conspiracies, you'll see reports, pictures. There's a lot of stuff going around, especially with the Pfizer files that are get, kind of been getting leaked out, having the ingredients of the vaccine. Whether you want to believe it or not, that's on you. Go do your research, go look up a thing. It's going to be hard to figure out what's one and one, but I mean, we're all our own people. You got to make your decisions, kind of go with it. And if you go with one and suddenly comes and persuades you the other way, there's not really no harm in it, like saying, I've changed my mind. It'd be like me being a, if I was a so, so-called quote-unquote conspiracy theorist, saying, you know, I don't believe in the vaccine, all this stuff, it's fake, from a bat, from a monkey, whatever. And then, you know, something tragically happens in my family, it kind of switches my, my brain around. It switches my, you know, outlook on things. I mean, you shouldn't be hated on shouldn't be ridiculed because i mean everything happens for a reason good or bad you mean you gotta i mean you go through the event the time of but sometimes you just gotta take a step back and look at what's going on there's been a lot of people that are anti-vac they don't get the shot and then boom they die of covid and a lot of people are just throwing out haha you should have got it i mean it's better just not to say shit now i mean if you have it cool if you don't have it i mean whatever that's on you you like the idea of it, you believe in it, that's cool. If you don't, that's cool too. But that shouldn't get in the way of us talking. That shouldn't get in the way of us having a relationship, being friends, you know. Most of all, just being decent people towards each other. I think in the past couple of years, you've seen a lot of anger and aggression that's been built up for quite a while now. Whether you want to call it racist outbursts, you want to call it everything getting exposed, whatever. But there's just been a lot of pinned up aggression and 
with this whole debate of mass, no mass, Trump, not Trump, Republican, Democratic, there's been a real outpour of this energy. Is it new? I don't think so. I just think it's been bottled up. It's been pinned back. And then us being kept in, us being having to be locked down, it kind of just released things in a strange, weird way. So it kind of took for us to kind of go inside to be able to express our outpours of emotions. Like going out today, looking at everything, seeing how nobody's wearing a mask, seeing how I kind of feel like these past years, nobody really cared about. Everyone's close together, talking. I kind of missed the days of the COVID lockdown. And the, of course, the only reasons why, I just mean my own selfish reasons, is because it created the six foot rule being socially distanced. I absolutely loved it because there wasn't, there wasn't mouth breathers right behind your neck where you're standing in line waiting to go to the store. There weren't standing, there was no personal space. And I mean, once, you know, we went locked down and we were able to, you know, quote unquote, go back outside, business being open again, you had to be socially distanced. So it was a good six feet apart. I absolutely missed that. Once that things started going a little bit better, numbers started going down, that rule kind of went away. Why? It should be kept. I love being able to just stand somewhere, wait in line for something, or even going somewhere. There's not a bunch of people around me. I guess that was just me being a weird self, in a, in a sense. This little uh, quiet kid just loved his little emo music and <laughs> didn't really talk to a lot of people or didn't want to. I mean, I talk to people now because I have to. It's courtesy. It's something that I have to. But if I was just in my house the whole time, I am perfectly fine with that. It's something that I was used to growing up, something that I had to do growing up out of force, not because it was my own choosing. So it just kind of feels normal. And mask, the mask kind of hood kept away those mouth breathers. Those people that just stood next to you, stood in front of you, breathing with their mouths open, just imagining that that bacteria flying out of their mouth, hitting you. For a while, it was, it was kept away. It was great. It was perfect. And yes, obviously, those two, are, those two are some of the most idiotic things you could think of, but it's little, you know, little things that you try to make positive out of something that's been negative, something that's been down these past couple of years. So. But like I said, you went out. It was kind of normal. Got to enjoy some ice cream. Got to, kids got to go on the rides, do them. And they get tired. They tried new rides. They loved it. So it was, it was good. But with all this talk with, you know, COVID going away, what's the newest thing? Well, the whole World War Three thing. The whole Russian invasion of the Ukraine, which <sighs> it's shitty. It, it really is because whenever something like this happens, I mean, it's the average people that suffer. It's the people that are sitting in their apartment buildings, getting bombed, getting killed. The civilian, those are the ones that suffer. And it sucks that so much innocent life has to suffer because of a few corrupt, small-willed individuals who decide to use their small dick energy to flex and invade other countries, use bombs, use tanks, try to do this, try to intimidate, try to scare. It's just very unfortunate, no matter what side it is, because trust me, the U.S. has done its plenty fair share of the subject. Have you been light to these past 20, 21 years? 
you know, what 9-11, the war on terror, Afghanistan, Iraq, Syria. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, we're no better than what Putin's doing, what Russia's doing to the Ukraine. I mean, we've done our fair share of dirty shit. Now, saying that, the whole narrative on this thing has really been, really been a bit screwy. There's a big push, you know, for these refugees, for these people leaving the country, trying to get a better place, which, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Rightfully so. But then you hear reports of the black people in the Ukraine trying to cross over to another country, them being stalled. There's very video evidence of some reporters saying, you know, how could this happen to a civilized country? How could this happen to something in Europe? Under all this tragedy, under all this mess, under all this, you know, what if the U.S. gets involved and, you know, a war starts, a world war starts? You know what I mean, a lot of people are thinking that under all this stress, anxiety, this reporting, this news, all this stuff's getting slipped under. So it kind of makes you think, like, what's the difference between those refugees and Syrian refugees? People coming from Afghanistan. Most importantly, right in our backyard, people coming from down south, from Mexico, seeking asylum, from Central America. What about those people? How is it that when you have people fleeing from the Ukraine, big media spotlight right now, how is it when you get people fleeing from there, they're called refugees, it's more sympathetic. But when you get people from different countries, Syria, Afghanistan, Iraq, we've had refugees from Mexico, Central America, El Salvador, Ecuador, Venezuela. Why is that a problem? I mean, feel free to point your own decisions, make your own conclusions, because, I mean, it's all there in front of you. So what's this whole narrative that's going on? What's, what's the real big idea? And of course, with this, there seems to be a big push of wanting to go to war, wanting to stop Putin, quote unquote, wanting to get NATO more involved, because once NATO gets involved physically, then, of course, the U.S. has to come. Once the U.S. comes, that's more funding towards the big wartime machine. Been fed for the past 20 years, the past four years, it's been dying down just a little bit. But I guess you could say it's getting hungry again. It's a whole shitty situation. I would hate to have something of weapons of mass destruction queue up. And if you don't know what that is, you know, after 9-11, after the war on terror, Bush came out and said, you know, Iraq, they have weapons of mass destruction. So they have these, you know, also big atomic bombs or a biohazard weapon. And what happens? We completely devastated that country. We invaded it. So many American lives got lost, got killed. Turns out there was no weapons. They had a search of the country. There was nothing. So it's kind of like, oops, my bad. You know, sorry for killing everybody, but we're going to occupy your, your country for another, you know, 15 plus years. And oops, our bad. And I was just talking to my cousin about this the other day. And it just feels the way everything's getting pushed, the way uh, there's certain subjects that are getting brought up it just kind of feels like it's a big weapons of mass destruction feeling it kind of feels like they're going to switch the narrative they're going to push this sorry i'm uh i'm actually watching breaking bad which i finished sopranos for the what i don't even know what time I, how many times i watched that and i was trying to watch something else i'm watching breaking bad again i forgot how good this show was and how much walter's a badass <laughs> but with this whole feeling me and my cousin were talking about it. It just feels like that feeling you've seen on the TV. Everybody got so turned on and like, you know, fuck it. Let's go stop them. And it kind of feels like this is getting pushed in that direction. Even though this has more of a, a risk factor in the sense getting the world involved in a world war. 
If you think so, it sounds better, sounds worse. But it kind of has like that, that let's get them feeling. And I'm against every single occupancy. I'm against every single conflict that results in ultimately civilians getting killed. Why should our troops go in and fight for a couple of the higher ups discrepancies? But even, even right now, people in the Ukraine, people from Russia invading, a lot of the Russians that are getting captured are claiming that they don't want to be there. They're forced. Whether you want to believe that or not, you know, that, that could be up in the air too. We're gonna, we can never know the exact, exact truth. But even that, a lot of people don't really want this to begin with on both sides. And what's happening? Russia's getting cut off by the world little by little. It's a whole big messy situation because if you're coming from the U.S. side, you know, it's good to like force Putin to cut all the shit off, retreat, get over it. Soviet Union is done with. You can't reclaim your old glory days. It's, it's over. Just move forward. Of course, you want all this to work and to have them back out. But at the same time, it's kind of like, well, if you're not going to do what I say at every given point, we're just going to cut you off. And we're just going to wait till your country starves, till you get pressure to either pop or somebody pops you. And then, boom, you play along again. Kind of reminds you of the whole cancel culture. And there's bigger implications when it comes to, you know, this threat and what's happening with, you know, different companies cutting off services and limiting some, some stuff in Russia. It's all messy. I honestly say fuck all this. I'm tired of hearing it. I'm tired of hearing something, something got bombed. Something, something is invading. Yeah, tanks. I mean, we had enough of this shit. I'm 32. So I watched, fuck, watched 9-11 live, watched the invasion of Iraq live. And it was some shit. It wasn't like, it's cool. It wasn't like one of our video games that we play, which it was kind of desensitized us a little bit, but I think it's for the good, because watching that, watching those, just those two little events live, it's a bit traumatizing. It's a bit frustrating. It gives you anxiety and like, you don't know what's going to happen. I remember when 9-11 happened, my grandma kept me, kept me home for like a day or two because nobody knew what was going to happen. When Iraq was getting, I, I don't know if anybody older remembers, but when Iraq was getting invaded, when tanks were crossing the border, it was all being live streamed. And even watching this shows, like, you know, what's going to happen, like, to us. I mean, even though we're in a, a big-ass continent, almost halfway across the world, it was still what's going to happen. It was still what's going on after this. So even though now, watching this whole invasion happening right before our eyes, whether it's on the news, whether it's on our Facebooks, Instagrams, TikToks, it's, it's all there. It's all access to us 24-7. So it's like, what do we feel like now? What should we feel like now? Of course, you could feel... Sympathetic for the people that are actually suffering, but like, what is it going to do? What are your prayers going to do? What are your changing your Facebook profile picture to the Ukraine? What is that going to do? Literally nothing. Especially when it's coming from a dictator like Putin who doesn't give a shit. I've actually had a little bit of anxiety over this because, like I said, it's like a big trip from what happened before 20 years ago. So I was just remembering me and my cousin saying it's weapons of mass destruction thing, and I'm it's actually gotten to me where I actually had a couple of bad dreams. Bad dreams for me, don't laugh, but I always have some bad dreams of like zombies. And it's not really like, you know, zombies are attacking me, eating me. It's the survival after. It's the looking for my family. It's not knowing where my family is. That's the real true terror and fear that some of those nightmares that I have. And a lot of those happen. I either watch a zombie movie during the day and let's say, ate some really bad food later on and it's just the 
match made in heaven. They come together when I'm asleep and boom, I got a nightmare. But these ones were actually like a post-apocalyptic war, post-nuclear war. Uh, the first one woke up, opened the door, and for some reason, I live in, I live in apartment buildings, but for some reason in the front lawn, there were just a bunch of people that were just frozen, like in dust. The best way I could describe is if you ever seen Terminator 2, where Sarah Connor's looking to the city of LA, and then a bomb hits off, and like the whole energy of the blast just comes in and vaporizes her. But right before she does, turns to death, she's like this old mold of herself. And then little by little, the fire starts eating away, and like she just starts crumbling. Kind of like that, but people are like stuck in these molds. And I looked outside, and like I just looked and said, you know, what the fuck is going on? And it freaked me out. Woke up. It was like 3 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning. It was like 4. Went to the restroom, came back to bed, and had another one. So it's this little bit of this stress and anxiety of, you know, what we're seeing on the news. What we're seeing in our phones, it's kind of, I guess, getting to me. So, like, I mean, right now, I got to say, fuck it. I got to stop caring about it. I mean, you care, but you don't care. That makes me sense. Obviously, you want to care. You want to be informed. You want to just kind of keep an eye on things. Does that make sense? But at the same time, you just can't give too much energy towards it. Because it's so sucking to our very day-to-days, if, if you let it to be. And I think these dreams were like kind of like the last straw. I, do I feel bad about the situation? Of course I do. It is shitty. Of course it is. But I'm not going to sit here and, and talk to you and be like, you know what? The Ukraine, blah, and the Russians and the U.S. should do that. It's all exhausting. These past couple of years with Trump and Biden and debates and left and right, it's all exhausting. So just adding this right on top of us just getting out of this, you know, pandemic which i mean technically we're still kind of in so if we go from pandemic to the world war three situation potential it's all a little bit much very very so much so if you're like me hopefully you're not like me uh you just gotta let some stuff go find a different hobby look elsewhere turn off the news be happy a little bit go outside get some sun stay inside don't get sun i mean you just gotta keep your energy off of it because it's draining and with everything else going on in the world, with our gas prices, with our food, with you know inflation, everything up on the rise, I'm sorry, you just, we just really can't pay attention to what's going on overseas. We, I mean, to a certain degree, not to where it just engulfs our lives and leaves us in this big ball of stress and anxiety. I mean, it's, it's just not worth it. We have people here at home that we got to worry about. We got to take care of. We got to take care of our jobs. We take care of our bills. I mean, that's the sad truth. So. More of this podcast is, don't be like me for the situation. <laughs> don't let it get to yourself where you have start having nightmares and getting this frustration. So hopefully everything's going well for you guys. And until the next time.